Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Kick back and enjoy the musings of James, John, David, Joseph, and Ben, five brothers raised decades ago on a dysfunctional farm in western Idaho. Welcome to the Petzinger Brothers Podcast. Today is August 16th, Sunday. This is James. This is John. This is David. This is Joseph. Ben here. All right. Thanks, gentlemen, for joining the podcast today. I uh, I look forward to today's discussion because it's one of those things that I think everybody has to deal with. At least I know I had to deal with it. I expect that most of you had to deal with it to some degree, and that is... Uh, in in current nomenclature, we would refer to it as conflict resolution. I think that back then, though, we would just call it fights. And uh, it was one of those things that seemed to be kind of normal. It was normal everyday life. Not everybody gets along. And I'm sure we've got a lot of experience with times when people around us or uh, our, we ourselves didn't quite get along with someone else. And how did we handle that and what did we do about it? Um, anybody got any specific experiences that they'd like to throw out into the, into the discussion first? I've, I've got one, James, just advice. Um, and this is a fight you and I had, this this John here. Um, don't, don't ever pull your punch. If you're going to punch, go through with it. (laughs) So you've at least disabled the other guy just a bit, you know, and that was with you and I, 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 I aimed for your face and I pulled the punch and I just, I just like tapped your chin. That was it. Yeah. We were at the piano, and uh, we were fighting over a zipper and a sleeping bag, and I had zipped you, you know, your skin. Oh. And something happened, and I went, I, you know, I, I made a fist. I went for your face. I pulled it, and I just tapped your chin, just, just barely. And I think I just kind of went black after that. You, you, <laughs> you unleashed, you unleashed all the fear you ever had <laughs> right then and there. And I, it was a, it was a lesson. You know, I was like, oh, don't, don't ever do that again. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily talking about fights among us. We, we don't have to focus on that so much, though. I suppose there were a good number of those. We're, we're, we're definitely going to be talking about fights among us today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, okay. I'll be honest. I don't remember too many of these fights the 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 way that you. You seem to remember them, John. Specifically, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, you and, wouldn't. And uh, I guess maybe it's because I was never on the the um, the losing end of any of those particular fights. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't register as a bad memory for me. Uh, so I apologize at this point for. Anything that I may have done to any of you guys? <laughs> oh, it doesn't. It doesn't count. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's just too late. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and chime in here because uh, being the youngest, crap goes downhill, and I remember all of them. And uh, <clears throat> one in particular, James, is sleeping downstairs in uh, the bedroom downstairs. And in particular, on a Saturday or a Sunday morning, it really isn't a fight. This is just brotherly cruelty, I think. Um, 
you would wake up and I could hear you upstairs yawning and carrying on to make sure we heard you. And then you would like, like Sasquatch footsteps through the house on your way down the stairs. And while you're doing that, I'm pulling every four corner of my bed sheets underneath me and I'm trying to wrap up as tight as I can. Cause I know what's coming and you would get down there and somehow unravel the cocoon I had created <laughs> And sneeze on me or something. <laughs> Pin me down and do the, the finger to the, the uh, collarbone the, right, right in the middle or just some sort of torture. didn't matter what it was. Uh, just disgusting, the, the spit slurp thing. <laughs> I got that from every one of you guys. I'm sure of it. So those aren't really fights, but I do remember, uh, I do remember those times. Well, you know, that spit slurp thing is classic. That's a classic. You just let it. You just let it dribble down. You slurp it right back up before gravity has a chance to bring it down all the way. And once in a while, gravity got the upper hand. Wait a minute. You're you're talking like you were an expert. You all sucked at it. No <laughs> pun intended. Because I always got a face. Hey, can we let the record show that that particular form of torture was taught to us by our mother? She was the one who taught us how to do that, and I'm sure that that is something that was passed down from generation to generation to generation within her family. Maybe you should describe it. Well, you hold somebody down. They're they're pinned down. They're pinned down on their back, and uh, you've got your knees on their arms so that they have no way of, unless, of course, they've got wrestling training, but back then we had no way of getting out of it. And then you, right above their face... You just simply drool out the biggest wad of spit that you can and let it dangle and get precariously close to splattering on their face. And then right at that moment where you think gravity's going to grab it away from you, the, the tenuous grasp of your lips, you suck it all right back in. <laughs> disgusting. It is totally disgusting, especially if you've been eating uh, red licorice. Oh, God. <laughs> That's terrible. I usually I usually took it in the ear because my head was turned trying to get away from you guys. <laughs> and I, I swear I had you know, people get swimmers ear. I had spit ear. <laughs> you guys, you know where mom learned that. She learned that from grandma. She, grandma did that to me on one of my visits as a little kid there. Except here's here's the clincher. She did it to me with a mouthful of raw hamburger. <laughs> She had, bloody, she had bloody raw hamburger. I'm not joking. <laughs> raw hamburger in her mouth with me pinned down. Is grandma doing this to me? I know that just it sounds horrible, but I'm sorry. Every time uh, mom was doing that to me, I may have struggled and screamed and hollered about how I didn't want it to happen, but it was fun. <laughs> it was pure and total torturous fun. Absolutely love that. Because there's this sense of suspense you just don't get from anything else. Is that is that is, is it gonna is it gonna come down and and splatter all over my face? Is it not? What? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, those are all emotions I've uh, suppressed over the years. <laughs> I, think what, I think what made it so disturbing in a way is how much enjoyment she got out of it. <laughs> You know, she's like so thrilled, and she had this kind of a, 
a psychotic look in her eye when she would uh, do it. You know, she was getting such a thrill out of it. But are uh, you talking about mom or grandma? No, mom. Well, yeah. grandma was. Yeah, that was just <laughs> the bloody hamburger. It was just... <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. No, I think mom got a real kick out of that because. <laughs> uh, it is fun. It's fun to watch somebody <laughs> squirm like that. And of course, it's completely harmless. There's no, there's really not going to be any pain inflicted. It's just a horrible situation to be in. Yeah. yeah. Not, it was not only that slurp thing, but you, you were somehow fixated on sneezing. That was a really strange one for me. <laughs> I didn't quite know how to react to that. Those sneezes weren't real. It was just a, it was just a, an opportunity to spray you as much as I could. With. The, the spittle was real, James. Just in case you're. Oh, that I know. Yeah, the yeah, spittle was real, real but the, yeah. the sneeze was was totally fake. It was all fabricated, but uh, you know, torture is torture. Didn't serve any purpose. I wasn't trying to get any information. I'm not quite sure what purpose I was trying to serve. Jo- Joseph. Uh... Oh, do you remember what we used to do to each other on a dinner table uh, about uh, sticking our fingers in each other's food if we wanted that food? <laughs> yeah, I did it at school, too. <laughs> what, what do you mean you did it at school, too? Oh, I'd be sitting, you know, because people have a hot lunch and they'd get a dessert. And I'd ask them, do you want that? And I'd stick my finger in it. <laughs> many, many, uh, many a kid lost their school lunch because of that. That's that's kind of nefarious. That's that's kind of mean. Did I do that? Was I doing that to you guys? Oh yeah, I'm sure of it. Wow. I do I do remember James. One it wasn't between us. I do remember one fight. We went from fighting to torture. So on this fight, um, we were at a we were at a church dance, and you were dancing with some other guys. Girlfriend. Okay, hold on. Let me let let's let's get the background story on this. I, I know what you're talking about. So let me uh, let me give you the background. You can then talk about it from your perspective. But this was just as just a regular church dance. However, it was on the same evening as some kind of a school formal. Some high school in the area was having a school formal, and they had left the school dance, and they had come over to this church dance um and there was a whole bunch of them i think there was something either they didn't like the dj at the school dance or whatever i don't know what the story was or why there were so many people there from this formal dance but there were a bunch of them there i did not know that this had happened all i know was this girl that i knew had shown up at the dance and you know we were good friends and all and she was a nice person i asked her to dance i did not know she was there with somebody we're dancing. It's a night, you know. It's a typical fast dance, and she says, "Hey, um, so that I'm not, you know, left standing alone at the end of the evening. Would you be so kind as to give me the last dance tonight? And the last dance is always a slow dance. And I thought, yeah, you know what? Hey, it's a guaranteed thing. Sure, why not? <clears throat> Meaning the dance. Yeah. And uh, so I said, yeah, okay. Well." <laughs> I'll do that. Thanks for the clarification. Jeez. I don't want people to jump to any conclusions. This is a, this is supposed to be a family-friendly podcast. That was great. 
What? It's you, James. We knew it was just the dance. Yeah, but yeah. the list, listeners out there may not know, okay? And they don't know me well enough to know I had, had zero game back then. All right. So at the end of the, the dance, all right, it, oh, in the interim, I find out that she's there with some other guy, and I'm thinking, all right, this is not a good situation. Uh, I think I'm going to have to back out on this, but end of the dance comes. She finds me. She goes beeline straight to me, and she's like, okay, you promised. It turns out she didn't want to be out with this guy. She didn't like him. She did not want to slow dance with him. Uh, I don't know what the reasons behind that were, but I had committed to it, so I said, okay, fine, whatever. Well, that's what really set this guy off, and John... Okay, that's where we are. Well, I, I remember it. It was outside. That's what I remember. I don't. I don't remember anything inside. I remember you guys being outside on the lawn, and uh, it, it was loud. And I remember there was shoving involved, but I don't remember any blood. You know, it was just really loud. A lot of shoving, and but that's about all I remember. The the, the most I remember about the fight actually is the drive home. The fight itself, I don't remember that much. I well, the fight bruised up or bloodied or anything, but no, I the, remember the drive home. The, he, he, you know, I, I was leaving. I had walked out, and he came up behind me and just pushed me, pushed me on the on the back of my uh, on my back, and just he was just yelling. He was extremely upset. He was very upset, and he said, "You know, we're going to fight. We're going to fight right here, right now." And there was a lot of pushing on his part. The whole time I'm thinking, there is no way in the world I'm going to get into it with this guy because he outweighs me by a good 20 pounds, 20, 25 pounds. He was taller than I was. He was uh, clearly some uh, uh, farm boy from out who knows where, and the guy was built solid. There was no way I was going to have a chance with this guy. Right. I remember he was huge. And I I thought, no, I just kept telling him, look, I'm not going to fight you. I am not going to fight you. I am not going to fight. I must have repeated that a dozen times. Uh, finally, you know, he kept trying to provoke it, kept trying to push it. He didn't throw any punches, but he kept pushing me and shoving me. And I just stood there and said, I'm not going to fight you. I kept my hands down because I really did not want to get pummeled into the ground. It was pure self-preservation at that point. <laughs> um, and finally, he just stormed off, you know, saying, well, now or some other time, you know, It'll happen. We're going to fight. And I never saw him after that ever again. But uh, that was the extent of it. So you're talking about the car ride. Yeah. you. Uh, I remember the drive home. You obsessed about whether or not you did the right thing by not punching him. It was uh, you, you, you were questioning yourself the whole way home, asking me, well, what do you think? You think I should have hit him? You, you know, <laughs> should I have hit him? You know, what, what do you, what do you think? <laughs> and, uh, of course, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, I'm glad you didn't hit him. You would have been just pommeled, you know. So, yeah. Yeah, you did the right thing. But I, I could tell you were bothered that, you know, it wasn't a real, you know, a real fight. And I think it bothered you that it didn't escalate to that point. Maybe it's the self-preservation thing. Yeah, I, uh, I'd have to say by that point, I mean, this is probably either my junior or senior year. Um, so I'm either 16 or 17 years old. I've gotten past the point of reaction. 
if this had happened maybe a year prior, it would have been a fight. Yeah. And yeah. so I think it was one of those points in my life where I'm uh, all of a sudden getting past that reactionary stage and sort of questioning whether or not that was the right thing. Joseph, did you have fights when you were in school? Was that something that you had to deal with a great deal? Um, there were two instances where I sort of got into a fight, and uh, one of them I was very willing to fight. You, the only times I ever really was angry enough to fight was if I saw one of my friends getting picked on. That was that was the only time. Um, I remember a kid picking on one of my friends at Wilson, and I grabbed the kid and flung him around like a rag doll. And I was surprised how light he was. <laughs> he, he, he was in my grade. He threatened me and told me he was going to kick my butt. And I was just thinking, I just flung you around like a rag doll. Are you serious? And I was like, you're wrong. Because at that point, I knew I could kick his butt. So I was like, heck yeah, let's fight. I'll meet you after school. And uh, he never showed up. Oh. Oh. So that was, that was about it. And then that kid that mom babysat, him and his little sister. I got in a real fight with him once. He threw one of the kittens down on the ground, smacked hard. I jumped on him like a rabid cat. Man, I was, I was, I was beating on him and all kinds of stuff. But that was about it. Not a fighter. Ben, did you have to put up with anything? I mean, fights in school? I mean, Joseph, you say kid didn't show up for the fight. I remember that happening a couple of times where, hey, you'd set the date, the time and the place, and you'd be there, and then there was no one else there. He told me the next day that I didn't show up. I was pretty upset about that. Oh, were you the only one who went? You got to bring a witness. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's an that's an etiquette lesson there for playground fighting. There. Right. You got to bring a witness. I learned that the first couple of times. There's got to be somebody there, if not to witness the fact that you showed up. At least somebody who's cheering you on when when the chips are down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, someone to someone to wipe you up when you're right. Done. Someone yeah. to go run yeah. for run for adults or uh, uh, band aids. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, someone who can watch while the cowboys got you in the headlock and they're beating your teeth out of your mouth. You know, to stop them from kicking your ribs. Well, I I really didn't have a whole lot. I um, every time I move and I have a new dentist, they ask what happened to my front teeth. I've got chips on my front teeth, and I. Uh, I learned a hard lesson. Uh, getting fight, getting into a fight with a guy a lot bigger than me, and uh, I thought, you know, I could probably take a few hits, and then I realized real fast, no, don't ever, ever take a hit. Don't ever do that. <laughs> that was really stupid. Really, really stupid. Um, no, I, playground fights. You know, if it was anything, it was arguing over the score of a, a tackle football game recess when they still allowed that. Yeah, you go out there and, and beat each other up playing football. Um, that was that was it. I mean, for the most part, uh, I think school's friendly grounds. David, did David, you have yeah. to put up with anything? Oh yeah, I think David's got some stories here. Yeah, I there must have been a lot of mean kids where I went to school. <laughs> <laughs> or or my friends were just really vulnerable and uh, it was due to me hanging out with those guys that I got in fights but yeah I remember ever since grade school I would get in fights at least once a year you know me and and a, and a friend 
you know, we were both playing, and along comes these other guys, and I don't know, something would happen, and it's kind of like Joseph said, you, someone's picking on your friend, and you kind of jump in to help. Right. <laughs> and a lot of times, you end up getting beat up. <laughs> yeah, I got beat up a few times. Well, you know, I've, there's nothing wrong with that. If somebody's picking on your friend, um, you're a friend. You got to yeah. jump in. You got you, you got to step up. None of this running off and leaving your friend there to fend for themselves. What kind of a person are you if you're doing that? Yeah, that's no friend at all. There's a code of code of honor there. David, you you stuck up for your friends quite a bit. You lost a tooth or two, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, that was really dumb. I can tell you, James, you're smart. At that age, when you're six, you know, above 16, kids can do damage. Yeah. It's not like wrestling and rolling around on the grass anymore. You can really do some dental damage. Yeah. It just so happened that the friend I was with at the time, his dad was a dentist and could help me out. <laughs> so, yeah. That was bad. I got two front teeth knocked out. I looked like a like a bad hockey player. And that was like that was the Labor Day weekend right before school started of my senior year. I was seventeen, and the the kid that hit me was probably probably had about fifty pounds on me. Oh. He was a big kid, and I did not want to fight him. And finally, I, I don't know. Uh, something went off in my head, and, and he and I punched him, and it did nothing to this guy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like one of those movie scenes where the guy. Exactly. It was so. It, it was such a feeble punch. I think I, I I surprised myself when I punched him. I think I pulled it a little, John. So I, I know how bad that is. He just, <laughs> he just kind of it just kind of tilted his head a little bit. And he gave me that look like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to kill you. And he gave me two punches. I saw stars, and all of a sudden I was on the ground. I actually saw the tooth fly out of my mouth oh. before I hit the ground. Oh. I, I think, uh, I, David, I do remember that. I remember you coming home looking like just like you got, well, yeah, the life beat out of you. I remember you and Dad going back to find the tooth. Yeah, Dad, I, I came home. I, I expected to get a bunch of sympathy. Mom was pretty upset. Dad just looked at me and says, well, that's too bad. <laughs> you know, and, uh, Dad got yeah, in a lot of fights when he was a kid. Yeah, he did. That's true. He could relate. Yeah, yeah. He, Dad must have been a good fighter. He actually probably was good at fighting, but I don't, I sure was uh, not. He, he grew up in some rough, rough times, and, and he told me uh, Uncle Munfred would pick fights with him, or not with him, but with other kids, and big kids, you know, bullies, and come running to him, and then Dad would get in a fight with the guy. Right, yeah. finish it off. Yeah, he'd finish it off. He'd either beat the guy up or get beat up. <laughs> so, did you find the other tooth, David? No. No. Wait, so the teeth that you have right now are not real? Or one of them's not real, or what? One of them's a cap. One of them got completely knocked out, and then one of them was just cracked. So he he almost knocked... Well, I shouldn't say... He only knocked one out. One was cracked really bad. Mm. 
didn't have to be taken out. You know, they, they come to think of it, the only fights I really got in were on the football field, and that was legal. I do remember one game in particular. Uh, I was playing a, uh, I was a right guard. I was a pulling guard, and uh, uh, maybe it was a tackle. I don't remember. Either way, this kid across from me was wearing glasses under his helmet, and I just couldn't believe that he was wearing glasses. And so at the bottom of the pile, uh, my hand was conveniently up under my pads. I got twisted into a pretzel, and I had a, arm, a handful of armpit sweat, and I reached into his face mask and smeared <laughs> his glasses. <laughs> Because he was he was pinned down, I had a free limb, smeared his glasses. <laughs> he went absolutely crazy. I mean, crazy like red ants, just biting him to just dancing around, screaming like a monkey coming after me. And I, I just kind of held my ground, and uh, he ended up getting tossed from the game because he came after me and grabbed my face mask. It was. It was it was. I was shocked. I felt bad, and I, I knew I shouldn't feel bad. I should have felt like, yeah, I just beat the, you know, this guy just beat himself out of the game. Uh, and again, I thought, you know, that's probably wasn't the best thing to do. But to this day, I love it. I remember the look on his face when he saw my hand come out of my armpit and go right for his glasses. <laughs> oh. And I, you know, we had a we had a football coach in junior high. Which I think this was either ninth or ninth grade or JV team, and he, he his name was uh, I think it was Babcock. He was the nicest coach in the world, and he was a small guy. And he said, "Look, guys, sometimes if you're not cheating, you're not trying." And <laughs> I knew what he meant because you got to you got to take every inch of ground you can with your lineman. Wow, uh, that's a first. I haven't heard of the whole pit sweat glass smear move, but that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't ever wear glasses under a helmet. I remember one time at, at church, I don't know how old I was, but I was running around the halls, and uh, it was like a Wednesday night, and some guys were chasing me. They quite a bit older than me. I don't know why, but I went around the corner, and you saw it, and you grabbed them and lifted them up off the ground. This is what I remember. Shoved them up against the wall and threatened, and these are the words you said, you were going to kick their ass. <laughs> they're in church. And they were more shocked that you said ass in church. And they're just like, oh my gosh. And I remember thinking to myself, my hero. I'm <laughs> kick that guy's butt in church. That was like the most awesome thing in the whole world. <laughs> You know, Joseph, uh, speaking of swearing, I, I have to tell this one uh, story about a fight you and I had. Um, it was mostly verbal, and I, I don't know the circumstances, and they never really matter, but uh, we were in the greenhouse, and we were walking out, and I, either I was on your nerves or you were on mine. Like I said, it doesn't matter, but I called you an SOB. I said, you, stu- you stupid son of a gun, you know, and and I thought there I told him I had crossed the line. I swore at him, <laughs> and you you had the the poise to stop and kind of cock your head, and you said, Ben, she's your mom too. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, okay, I lost that one. <laughs> That was uh, that was a classic moment. 
these verbal disagreements that turn into uh, uh, there was one time <clears throat> I was in sixth grade and there was this kid he was somewhat of a bully um, no one really uh, no one really liked to cross him though because he was very very big and he used that size to, to push people around uh, we're in PE it's mixed PE. You get the girls on one side of the gym. You get the guys on the other side of the gym. We're waiting for the coach to come out and give us instructions about what we're going to do. And I'm just sitting there, minding my own business, kind of zoning out. The next thing I know, somebody has grabbed the back of my T-shirt at the neck and is pulling on me. I can't do anything about it because I'm being pulled backwards. The front of the T-shirt is up against my throat choking me and at this point it's no longer just just me being pulled backward i'm now being dragged around the gymnasium backwards my arms and legs flailing around i'm making these gurgling noises and there's nothing i can do to stop this now you talk about that that joseph you talk about that kid that you swung around like a rag doll that was me and it was this slick floor so this guy is just basically just whipping me around you know you know and, and i'm like and everybody's just getting the biggest kick out of this because frankly if i was watching something like that i think it was pretty funny myself but oh it was so humiliating yeah all i mean i i couldn't care less if these these other boys saw that but all of these girls sitting there watching this happen I was so humiliated. I was so it was it was the worst. So okay, the coach comes out. He immediately drops my uh, t-shirt, leaves me there in the middle of the floor. Coach kind of looks at me funny, like, "What are you doing sitting out in the middle of the floor like that? Get back in line." And they announce that okay, today uh, we're going to do outside activities and we're going to be doing soccer or something out on the playground. This, that, and the other. Blah blah blah. We all go running out to the field, and that's it. Something inside me snapped. I walked up to this kid. I poke. I tapped him on the back of the shoulder. He turned around and I punched him with everything I possibly could, right into the solar plexus, right into the gut, because I had heard somewhere. That if you only get one punch, try to knock the guy's wind out. Because if you knock out their wind, then they can't do anything, and you can do with them what you will. So I figured, okay, I'll try that. So I punched him as hard as I could right in the middle of the stomach, and he dropped. He couldn't breathe. His eyes were bugging out. I totally knocked the wind out of him. And I was just as shocked as everybody around me. They're all looking at me like, you freak, what are you doing? (laughs) And then they, they are, then the next reaction is fight, 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 and that's when I just I got down on him, and I just started wailing on his face, just left hand, right hand, left hand, right hand, like a scene out of that movie Christmas Story. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And the next thing I know is I'm getting yanked again. Someone else is pulling on my T-shirt, and I'm thinking, not again. And it's, of course, the coach. He's pulling me off, and we both go down to the principal's office. But he was a mess. Um, I got off scot-free. Principal said, what happened? I said, this is what happened. 
He said, all right, we'll tell your parents and that's that. But this kid was in a lot of trouble because he'd been in a lot of fights and uh, we didn't see him in school for weeks after that. I had no idea. Yeah, that was one of those. That was one of those moments where, and I've heard about this happening. I think that's probably one of the few times in my life where something snapped. Yeah, you know, it was just like, okay, that's it. I've had enough. I am not going to be this guy's, this guy's uh, steps. What do they call it? Mat. I'm not going to be this guy's doormat. I'm not going to let that what he did to me go unchallenged. And back then, what can you do? But I was I was shocked that that one punch to the gut did what I had heard it would do, totally wiped him out. He couldn't breathe. And that was a fun fight because you had, it was like that big circle of kids all around you screaming and yelling and, and cheering you on. And you knew that the majority of the kids in that circle were cheering for you because this kid was such a bully and he was always picking on people. And here he was finally getting his just desserts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt good that day. And I hate to, you know, I I don't recommend anybody feel good about fighting, but I kind of felt like, all right, I made up for a lot there. Uh, you know, I, I I paid a lot of debts for a lot of people today. Well, one thing one thing I'm hearing in all this is we none of us of the five of us uh, were out there starting fights. It was mostly just uh, wrong spot, wrong time, or you know, getting uh, getting picked on or something. But yeah. I I think. I think Dad had a lot to do with that. I don't think he. Uh, I don't think he had a single lesson of this is how you fight. I don't ever remember him telling me anything about it. it no. Seems to be. No. No, he didn't. Uh, he didn't give me any martial arts training. <laughs> None. <laughs> oh, he told me if you hit someone, make sure you knock him down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But he told me because I because I, I was talking to him about when he got in all the fights. And he he told me that, you know, I, I used to really knock him down. I could hold my own and all this kind of stuff. And I was amazed that, that Dad, and he, and he showed me his fist. And he was like, you know, I could put a lot of power behind this punch and all this stuff. And anybody gets behind this is going down. I was like, whoa, oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was, Dad. He's got to make sure you knock him down on the first punch. Just boom. I was like, wow. Because we had talked about in fights and stuff, and that's what he'd do. He'd just try to knock him down on the first punch when he was younger. Because I guess a high school student punched him in the face, and I asked him why he didn't fight back and hit the kid back, because the kid was old enough. Wait, now, when you say a high school kid, you're talking about dad was a teacher, a high school teacher at the time. Yes, yes. He was a teacher, high school student told him to F off, and my dad slapped him. And the kid punched him in the face. And my and, and and dad, uh, I asked dad why he didn't just punch him. And he said, because I probably would have, you know, I would have knocked him out and all this kind of stuff. So I'm a lot bigger than him. And that's when he showed me his fist and he started talking about punching and all that. Wow. I, I remember that. He had to restrain the kid up against the wall after the kid punched him. He, he had to grab the kid and restrain him uh, against the wall. And he, uh, he almost lost his job over that. Uh, of all the teachers, though, I mean, yeah, Dad, yeah. Dad wasn't the spring chicken. He was a pretty big guy. Yeah, and I, I guess that's when I appreciated how strong he was. I never really thought about it until that moment, and when he showed me that fist and how, you know, it just all of a sudden it dawned on me. That's a pretty gnarly fist. Yeah, Dad was and, incredibly he, strong. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember yeah. that. I, 
I had talked back to him in the greenhouse, and he lifted me up off the ground by one arm. And I was 17, high school. I was I was pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah. Off the ground, he lifted me up and uh, checked me against the wall, um, in no certain terms, letting me know that uh, I was not to talk to him like that. Despite that strength, and despite that, uh, you know, whatever experience he had fighting. You know, I can say with a lot of confidence, we never had to bear the brunt of any of that. No, no, no that's, the most always, ever, that's the most I ever saw, just a strong arm. That was it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Never once did he uh, lay a malice hand on us. No. It's one of those things that you, it's not one of those things you appreciate until much later in life when you hear the stories of others who were not so lucky or who had to deal with much greater uh, trauma in their own homes. Um, and then, you know, I, I look back and I say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those lucky people who didn't have to have that in their lives. Uh, we all are. Amen to that. Yeah. Yeah. He was not a, a, a violent person. I don't think that he enjoyed hearing about us fighting though. He was never one of those people to say, well, just walk away and ignore it and, and all that. He certainly wasn't he he always implied with whatever advice he gave that uh, look, you know, if 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 there's trouble, don't run away from it, but do the right thing. Yeah, I mean, he he. Uh, I think rather than giving us sparring tips in a fist fight, Dad was good at verbal sparring. He was very good at that type of fighting, uh, and uh, you know, he had a very tumultuous relationship with his brother. And you know, you talk about fighting. If I ever heard Dad screaming German, I should say screaming, with a higher tone in his voice in German, I knew who he was on the phone with. He was on the phone with his brother. Yeah. Uh, that that was uh, – those were some verbal fights that uh, spanned, what, 30 years? Yeah. That's unfortunate. Unfortunate, true. I'm – I don't know. I consider my – again, I consider myself very lucky – uh, in that respect, I don't have that element in my life. I can get on the phone with any one of you guys and have a very, very pleasant conversation. There's no, there isn't some event in in our past or in our history that creates this this uh, I don't know some barrier to having a decent relationship with one another. And for that, I am really grateful. No animosity or anything. None. I think I think that's our one of our parents. Both our parents' greatest accomplishment is the relationship between their sons. Not everybody has this, and it's a stable childhood. And, you know, we vented our frustrations at each other. We got it out, you know, but nothing major really ever came up that I can think of. No, we, we, would, uh, we would definitely argue with each other, but I think uh, we held our fists back more often than, uh, than anything. But we sure did argue a lot, and I think that was healthy. We did get it out. I think, Joseph, you got a great point. We let, e- we let each other know what we thought. There was no question. Right. I, I remember one time, David, with you, um, we were upstairs in the hallway. We were arguing about something, and you set something off in me. And I grabbed you by the front of your shirt, and I shoved you up against the wall. And I, I don't know what I, I was probably saying something threatening to you. And you grabbed my hand that was holding your shirt, and you you grabbed you grabbed my wrist really tight, really tight. I mean, like the blood wasn't flowing anymore. 
and I felt how tight you were you were holding my wrist, and and that's when it went off in my head. I was like, this dude is stronger than me now. I uh, I, I I better back off. I'm I'm treading on really you know this is thin ice, and I kind of left it at that. And well, there you go. And I walked off. And I kind of felt lucky that you didn't pursue it. If I had pursued it, I think I would have been in trouble. You know, you're my little brother, but I realized right then and there, you're not little anymore. You know, it, it took that. I'm like, this dude's strong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even remember that. Yeah, I do. It's strange how um, I don't remember a lot of the things that, that you remember or any one of you remembers um, because... I don't know. It's 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 fun to hear these things, especially these things where I'm in a part of the story, but I don't remember being there. I don't remember doing this stuff. I don't remember being a part of that. But boy, is it great to hear about it! And I'm so glad that uh, I can hear that in certain situations I was doing the right things, or okay, I didn't go overboard in being uh, 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 mean or something like that. Uh, kind of reassuring. I'm I'm glad I wasn't a brute all of the time. Yeah, you're you're kind of nerdy, James. But I think to the core, you're you're a good fighter. You're a naturally good fighter, really. I mean, well, how many times I tried to clock you in the face, I always. I mean, there was I got a scar on my hand. I tried clocking you that one night. Remember? Yeah. I don't remember. <clears throat> I'm. You ducked. You were fast, and I hit the cupboard behind you. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't James, deny. You're, yeah. you're orangutan strong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one of these one of these days we'll get into what other characteristics of the orangutan I share. I'm not gonna wait. You're hairy like an orangutan. You, you're uncanny, a knuckle dragger. You're a knuckle dragger. <laughs> it's just like got these big long arms with no meat on them, but there's like these these iron cords attached to pistons. They, they grab onto you, and it's just like... <laughs> it's, it's true. Wow. <laughs> we need Burt Reynolds and a Trans Am. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I did have my... Uh, I did have my fun in the dojo, and a certain degree of success there. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah... All right, gentlemen, this has been a good this has been a lot of fun. At this it's point, great. I'm going to have to say that that uh we've hit the time wall. I uh, I think we could go on for a lot longer. We may have to have this particular discussion again at some point. Mm-hmm. Um but thanks a lot for being here. Again, I want to thank everybody who takes the time to listen to the podcast and takes a little bit of time out of their day, out of their week to listen to us discuss a, a, a childhood growing up with one another and making that a part of, of their lives, I know that uh, it doesn't come at – it's not free. People have to give time in order to listen to the podcast. And so for those of you out there who do listen to the podcast on a regular basis and who have sent the kind words of encouragement and um, sharing their feelings about how this brings back their own memories – I say to you, I'm glad that you're listening, and I'm glad that this is something that you look forward to. Until next time, thanks for listening, and we'll see you later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Good night.